Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks to Rudy back at studio. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher, the gumnum, they all got to go. Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Wednesday night edition here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. You can do so, and I know you'll enjoy doing it. Plus, you can get us via Alexa. Just say play WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and you'll be able to listen in. We also want to remind you that you can email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or you can check out our podcast once we're done through CrescentCitySports.com. You can also call the show at 504 504- 260-1061. That's 260-1061. We hope you will. As we have much to talk about here this evening, and we'll get into the high school football state championship games, which will be played at Caesar Superdome. This coming Friday and Saturday, six championship games. We'll talk about all the matchups with our analyst from CrescentCitySports.com, Wade Kaiser. Incidentally, we want to pass on to you now that we will have Two state championship broadcasts for you this weekend. First of all, at 6 p.m. Friday, we'll have our final countdown show of the year. Countdown to the original. We'll have as many as 12 people contributing to that, which will take place prior to the 4A state championship game between the third seed Warren Easton, the fifth seed Westgate, which we'll have live for you here on 106.1 FM. And look forward to that matchup. Warren Easton trying to win its first state championship since 1942. And Westgate trying to win its first ever state championship. That's coming up on Friday night. When we're done, if we're done in time, we'll join Friday Night Football from WNOL and WGNO with Ed Daniels and JT Curtis. And then on Saturday night, we'll have the broadcast of the 5A state championship game, the finale of the Prep Classic, which will pit the undefeated Ponchatoula Green Wave against the undefeated Zachary Broncos. Ponchatoula seated third, Zachary seated first. Ponchatoula looking for its first championship since 1940. Zachary has won three state championships since 2015. So those are the matchups. We'll have both of them live for you on CrescentCitySports.com coming up this Friday and Saturday, and we surely hope you'll be able to tune in 
and listen in because we know you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. And, of course, we'll break it all down with Coach Wade Kaiser coming up a little bit later in this hour. With regard to everything else that's happening today, I guess first and foremost, we start with the New Orleans Saints, and it's been a mixed bag today. First, there was the news that Mark Ingram has been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. He joins Cam Jordan on that list. Now, both have been vaccinated reportedly, and therefore, if they have two negative tests in a row, back-to-back days, they'd be able to play this weekend. But they'd have to have the two negative tests in a row to be able to play. So there's that. C.J. Gardner-Johnson designated to return from injured reserve. That's good news because he's been really missed. A good football player, plays with an attitude, plays passionately, he plays hard, and he's a good football player. And this is a guy that, as I mentioned, the Saints have missed because, again, it's a filter-down effect, domino effect. And that's what's happened when you lose one guy and moves another guy into a position he's not as comfortable in, doing things he's not as good at. And that's kind of what's happened with the secondary. And don't miss the fact that the Saints have gotten up a number of chunk plays in the secondary. That's pretty noticeable. And they haven't had Johnson. So hopefully this will change the dynamic. Meanwhile, there's the injury situation for the Saints. And that is kind of a mixed bag, but it's certainly improved a little bit for the Saints, considering where they were last week. So I will say that, and I think that you have to be somewhat encouraged by the fact that they have a little bit of a better situation going into this one than they did going into the Dallas game a week ago. So first and foremost, let's talk about who didn't practice. Ryan Ramchek did not practice with his knee problem, which persists, which is a lingering concern. They don't tell you the severity. Therefore, you know uh, that week to week, we just have to wait and see. And what we obviously know at this point is it's somewhat serious because he's been out for a few weeks. Added to the list not practicing today was linebacker Pete Werner, who's out with an elbow injury, which is new. That's the bad news. Then there's the good news. Start with Taysom Hill. He was full despite his right finger injury. No mention of the foot problem. Marcus Davenport, perpetually injured, is back on a limited basis today with his shoulder problem. Teron Armstead, who's been out, was back today on a limited basis with his knee problem. And Caden Ellis was limited today with his hamstring injury. And, of course, he missed the game last week. So that is an improvement, certainly. Then there's Alvin Kamara. The good news there, he was full today with his knee injury. So he's back. And that's in particular importance because of what Mark Ingram is dealing with right now. Get one back, lose another, right? Well, you can't say that Ingram's definitely out yet. That remains to be seen. But certainly being on the COVID-19 list puts him in a precarious position, as it does with Cam Jordan. So it's good to see Kamara back in full. And maybe, just maybe, there's a chance with Armstead, Davenport, and Ellis 
that they could possibly play this week. Keep in mind, Deontay Harris is suspended, so he's out for the next three games. The New York Jets, on the other hand, they're a walking injury situation. goes without saying that they're a mess. You look at their list today, and it's astonishing. They had eight players, count them eight, who did not practice, and that includes former New Orleans Saints defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, a knee injury. Well, we, we know all about that from his time in New Orleans. That's why he's not here. Former number one pick of the Saints. Out today. Cornerback Michael Carter did not practice. Concussion. Running back Tevin Coleman did not practice. Concussion. Guard Laurent Duvernay Tardif did not practice with an ankle. Wide receiver Elijah Moore did not practice with a quad injury. Tight end Ryan Griffin did not practice with knee and ankle issues. Linebacker C.J. Mosley did not practice. Back problem. Tight end Travon Wesco did not practice. Ankle problem. So count them. That's eight guys who did not practice with the Jets today. Defensive end John Franklin Myers. He was limited with a hip problem. Linebacker Hamsa. Oh, say his last name. Nasiruldeen. Knee problem. Limited today. Quarterback Zach Wilson, their starter, back now in full today. So he should be okay and able to go in this game. Been a mixed bag for him. Tough rookie year playing with a bad football team. We've seen that over and over again. And you understand how difficult that is. And again, you know, when you're a young quarterback and you get thrust into the fire, the last thing you want is to be part of a bad football team. And that certainly is the case with Zach Wilson. I like the guy, as I said, coming out of college. I like the best of the college prospects. It's way too early to define just what he's going to be or what some of these other rookies are going to be, but I sure did like his ability to throw the football, to extend plays. And we'll see how he fares against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. News from LSU today on the coaching front. Interim head coach Brad Davis, who's going to coach the team in the Texas Bowl, is going to remain on staff. Brian Kelly made the announcement today saying that Davis was going to stay on as his offensive line coach. The role he served last season, or this season, I should say, not last season yet. You kind of wish it was last season if you're an LSU fan at this point. But Davis, offensive line coach for Ed Ogeron in 2021, will stay on as offensive line coach under Brian Kelly. Davis previously was in the same capacity at Arkansas for a year. Going to Ogeron, and now he's going to stay on. Brian Kelly issuing a statement about how much he has confidence in Davis that he feels like he's good. So that's the first move. The second move is a little bit of name recognition for LSU and their coaching staff because Kelly has named Brian Polian as his special teams coordinator. Polian, nearly two years of coaching experience, comes on board, replacing Greg McMahon, who retired on Tuesday. 
Kelly's saying that Pullian brings a wealth of experience and knowledge to the staff and is a relentless recruiter. Pullian comes to LSU from Notre Dame, where he worked under Kelly. He spent the last five years with Kelly on that staff, and in those five years, Notre Dame won a combined 54 games, making two appearances in the college football playoffs. Pullian said he's really looking forward to work with some of the very best student-athletes and coaches in the country, and that he shares Kelly's vision for sustained excellence for LSU football. Now, Polian is the son of longtime NFL executive and pro football Hall of Famer Bill Polian, considered one of the top special teams coordinators in college football. So Kelly was part of recruiting very good classes to Notre Dame as well, and again, recognized as one of the top recruiters in the country. By the way, pro football focused ranked the Notre Dame special teams as the number three unit in the country back in 2019. So he's had some success on this level. So two hires as the coaching staff is starting to take shape for Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge. Of course, the news yesterday was all about the Johnsons with Max Johnson pulling out, his brother Jake Johnson decommitting. So there's that. But when you look at it, look, Max Johnson's numbers were good. Max Johnson took criticism. That, frankly, was a little bit too strong. He deserved better uh, than he got from some of the fans. At the same time, he's not in a position of strength because there's a new coaching staff, and he didn't just go out and seize the day and look outstanding. He had his moments. But remember, he got pulled and... They gave Nussmeyer almost a whole game. But then they decided to redshirt him. Nussmeyer didn't seize the day either. So what does this mean? Well, it likely means the path is being cleared for Walker Howard to make sure that he is going to have a chance, even as a true freshman, to be the guy. There's added weight to that. Walker Howard took a visit to Notre Dame, to Brian Kelly, not too long ago, after he had verbally committed to LSU, in the midst of the whole mess with Ed Ogeron and the fact that he was resigning or forced out or whatever you want to call it. So Notre Dame obviously thought very, very highly of Walker Howard and Brian Kelly in particular. Well, now he's at LSU and Walker Howard's a commit, and you got to believe Howard's going to keep his commit to LSU. And you got to believe Kelly, who was very enthusiastic about recruiting Howard to Notre Dame, is going to give him every opportunity to win the job, even as a true freshman at LSU. And then with regard to Nussmeyer, he's got ability. We've seen that. And you have a chance for two guys to compete. And good riddance to Max Johnson. I don't mean that negatively. I mean positively. I wish him well. Like I said, he put up with a lot. He got criticized unfairly. But he does have limitations. Drifts in the pocket, back, backs up too much. Not a real strong arm. Not tremendous mobility, but some positives. So there's that too. So look, when you think about what's happening there, it's a pretty interesting dynamic. You look at a guy in Max Johnson that can play the position and play it pretty well at this level, but a guy that has limitations. And I think the thought process clearly 
was that they think they can do better. Keep in mind, Johnson met with Brian Kelly, and then Johnson announced his decision. Maybe Johnson had his mind made up going in. Maybe he didn't, and maybe Kelly told him, it's not your job, we're opening it up, and we've got guys that we are going to give a chance to that you will have to compete with. It's amazing, LSU has not had a guy that started at LSU as a freshman and finished his career at LSU as a senior since Jordan Jefferson. Think about that. It's pretty amazing. Meanwhile, Billy Napier goes and gets Corey Raymond from LSU staff. So whether Raymond was a consideration to be retained by Brian Kelly, he's gone. He's gone to Florida to join Napier. As I've said before, and I'll say again, I like Billy Napier. I'm a fan of his. And only time will tell if he is a good hire by Florida. But if he turns out to be a good hire by Florida, it's not going to be a good look for LSU, having had him in your backyard and knowing that he would wanted the job. So now he gets Corey Raymond, and he's already got Jabbar Jaluk joining him there from his staff at University of Louisiana. So Corey Raymond to Florida, and Brian Kelly continues to work on filling out the remainder of his staff. You want good coaches, but you want good recruiters. And to me, he's got to surround himself with both. And the latter clearly is very important, considering the competition that's out there with other staffs for players now, considering the decommitments that LSU has had this year, considering the limitations on scholarships they have anyway by sanction. So there's a lot to chew on there. Kelly brought in his assistant strength coach from Notre Dame to take over for Tommy Moffitt. Tommy Moffitt did a great job, incredibly highly respected, and wishing him nothing but success moving forward because he's a good guy who did an excellent job. And some people have complained about him not staying, and I completely understand that. But you've got to give the new head coach his leeway to make his own decisions and get people around him that he's comfortable with. Sometimes good people lose their jobs and fall by the wayside when this occurs, and I think this is one of those instances. It's part of the deal. Then, of course, there was the hire of Frank Wilson by Brian Kelly. Frank's a friend. I've known him for a long time. Born and raised, went to St. Aug. And, of course, we know him in coaching, dating back to his days at O'Perry Walker when he did an outstanding job, took him to a state final, against John Curtis one year. Went on to be at LSU under Les Miles. Helped recruit some of the top classes in the country, serving as running backs coach. Went to Texas San Antonio. Didn't have a lot of success there. Did leave some pretty good players, and they're reaping success now. Went to McNeese. Didn't stay there long enough. Obviously, LSU is an upgrade, even though McNeese was a head coaching job. And it was too much for Frank Wilson to turn down to return to Baton Rouge, where he's now not just going to be in a position coach, but he's the associate head coach. So he's got a significant title, the second in command, advancing his career at a big-time program. So nothing but the best for Frank Wilson. Six years on the staff of Miles previously. 
four top 10 recruiting classes when he was at LSU, including the number two class in 2014, the number five ranked class in 2015. Six bowl appearances, 2012 BCS National Championship game, 2011 SEC Championship game, and LSU was 61 and 17 when Wilson was present. Six years as a head coach, record not that impressive at 26 and 40, but he's been a good assistant coach and a good recruiter for a long time. And he's coached running backs, receivers, and special teams. So a lot of experience as a coach. St. Augustine and Nichols graduate, running back at both places, family from here. Three children, including Frank IV, who's playing football at McNeese. So nothing but good feelings about that particular hire. Wishing him nothing but success and wishing LSU nothing but success. Certainly looks to be something that's going to be positive for both parties at this point. Got to believe that that's going to be the case. So by and large, the hires thus far look pretty good for Kelly. Let's see what he does with the rest of his staff before passing judgment. Clearly, there are some other good hires to make. And obviously, this is going to decide the fate of Kelly. I've said this a thousand times. You're only as good as what's around you. If you're a really bright mind and a really good leader, but you don't have good bright minds and leaders around you, you're limited. You can only go as far as you can take it. And you have to carry all the weight on your back and shoulders, and that weight at some point is going to become too heavy, and it's going to collapse on you. That's kind of what happened at Ogeron. If you try to equate it from an analogy perspective. But when you're good and you surround yourself with excellent people and you don't micromanage and you allow those excellent people to do their jobs, then typically really good things are going to result from it. And that's the goal and that is where this has to go if they want to be successful long term. Interesting sidebar to all of this a report coming out from Brett McMurphy of Action Network, which stated that LSU was prepared to offer Jimbo Fisher a huge contract that would have made him one of the highest-paid coaches in America. The report by McMurphy says that LSU in November, late November, was prepared to offer Fisher an eight-year, $125 million deal now, that equates to $13 million a year to leave A&M to go to Baton Rouge. Well, what happened? Fisher denied that he was leaving once, and then he took it a step further and stated he would be, quote, the dumbest human being on the planet, end quote, if he left A&M. He's got three five-star recruits right now, and, of course, he's talked that up consistently thinks they're invested and that they can win big. Of course, the ties that bind, Scott Woodward, who hired Fisher at A&M, thought he might be able to pry him loose. It didn't happen. Now, you ask yourself this question. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? In my estimation, it's a good thing. LSU 
Went after Fisher not once but twice. He didn't come. Fool me once, fool me twice. I'm not going to let you fool me three times. I think there's a little Fisher fatigue, frankly. That certainly was the case from my perspective. Not to mention the fact that LSU just beat his team with 13, 14 guys not playing. What does that tell you? Ed Ogeron, a beleaguered, lame duck coach with a bunch of backups, beat A&M's best. So LSU is a better overall job than Texas A&M. It's been proven. In Louisiana, you're it at LSU. In Texas, you're not it at A&M. You can be, but you have to compete massively, not just with Texas, but with so many other schools. Look at what Baylor's doing now. Look at what Texas Tech has done, what TCU has done at times, what SMU has done. There's so many schools to recruit against there, not to mention LSU is in Texas big time all the time. Oklahoma's in Texas big time all the time. Arkansas goes to Texas. Missouri goes to Texas. I mean, look, it's a big state, but it's got a lot of schools that go after the players there. So to me, LSU's a better job than A&M, and I think LSU's better off. Fisher's offense is nothing to sneeze about. It's just not that exciting under any circumstances. I like what Brian Kelly's done at Notre Dame more than what I like in Jimbo Fisher's offense. So perhaps this story had legs from McMurphy, but at the same time, if I'm an LSU fan, I'd feel good about the fact that it did not happen. And everybody wants to postulate and say, oh, good hire, terrible hire, whatever. With Brian Kelly, only time is going to tell. Does he still have game? Can he get it done in the rugged SEC? He's got a proven track record of success and winning. I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would bet he will be successful. But again, that remains to be seen. 504-260-1061 to join us. High school football, the state championship game, six more to be played in the Dome this weekend. There's one in Lafayette as well, which we'll talk about. We'll break it all down with our terrific analyst, former Brother Martin, St. Charles Catholic, and Jesuit head coach Wade Kaiser will join us following a brief timeout to review these championship games as we continue with more of All Access on a Wednesday night. Rudy Dixon, our producer, Ken Trahan here, back in a moment on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. It's a very Carrie Christmas. You could win Carrie Underwood's holiday album, My Gift Special Edition on vinyl, plus a new record player to listen in classic style. Daily winners will also qualify for a trip or two to Las Vegas to see Carrie Underwood Reflection, the Las Vegas residency at Resorts World in 2022, including air, hotel, and tickets to the show. Listen weekdays for the national text keyword for your chance to win a very Carrie Christmas. Prizes provided by Capitol Records and AEG Presents. Colleen, can you run back and grab that? No, oh. The holidays came early for the Hendrix Boutique. Yes, we'll be open even later when it gets They'll need a temp fulfillment manager to tie up the holiday loose ends. I need some more help at the register. Somebody? Oh, sure. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's Macy's One Day Sale tomorrow with deals of the day to wrap up your holiday shopping, like 40% off fresh fragrances from Juicy Couture, Michael Kors, and more. Give the gift of sparkle with 60% off diamond bracelets, pendants, and rings, and 50 to 60% off designer suits and blazers. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. See Macy's.com slash Macy's money for details. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. It's not magic that will deliver 1 billion packages to homes across the country this holiday. It's the United States Postal Service. And we don't need a team of reindeer to do it, because we've added more vehicles to our fleet. And while we don't employ a legion of elves, we have hired thousands of new members for our team. So if making more holiday deliveries to homes in the U.S. than anyone else seems like magic, that means we're doing our job. Share the magic at usps.com helpers. Dell Technologies' end-of-year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business. Don't forget to shop servers, storage, and top-brand electronics with savings up to 45% and all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor to help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Macy's Backstage. Find great gifts for everyone on your list at Macy's Backstage, like sweaters, cold weather essentials, pajamas, jewelry, fragrance sets, toys, electronics, and lots more for the holidays ahead. At Macy's Backstage, you'll get low prices every day on fab finds, off price on trend arriving daily. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are back in action tonight at home against Denver. The Saints return to practice today ahead of Sunday's game in New Jersey against the Jets. Former Saints defensive lineman Glenn Foster dead at the age of 31. He'd been taken into county in Pickens County, Alabama. He died while incarcerated. Foster in jail for reckless endangerment, resisting arrest, and attempting to elude police on Saturday. He was rebooked Sunday on charges of simple assault and battery. No cause of death has been reported. LSU starting quarterback Max Johnson has announced he's entering the transfer portal and that his brother, tight end Jake Johnson, has decommitted from LSU. So has Green Oaks wide receiver Decoldus Crawford. Former LSU assistant and New Orleans native Frank Wilson returning to LSU as an associate head coach under Brian Kelly leaving McNeese where he was the head coach. Southeastern Louisiana quarterback Cole Kelly won a three finalist for the Walter Payton Award as the best player in FCS football. Kelly won the award for the 2020 season this past spring. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. State championship games continue to unfold in Louisiana. Last weekend, we had two state championship games. Both of them heard right here on 1061 FM. Hope you heard them. Both excellent football games. In Division Three. St. Charles Catholic shocked 
four-time defending state champion and number one seed Lafayette Christian, 32 to 27, with the Comets to win their title. And then the top seed Catholic High of Baton Rouge held off Jesuit, the number two seed, 14 to 10 in the Division I state championship game. Those games were played at Tulane's Yulman Stadium. Now the scene shifts to Lafayette for one game and to the Caesar Superdome for the other six championship games this weekend. Joining us now to break it down is our good and great friend and analyst from CrescentCitySports.com, Wade Kaiser. Wade, always a pleasure. How are you? All right, Kenny. How are you? I had a great time with you this past weekend seeing those two great games at Yeoman Stadium. Yeah, same here. I guess just a, a very quick rehash that uh, just a, a massive accomplishment by St. Charles Catholic. Uh, a huge underdog, and to beat a team like that uh, just capped off what turned out to be an incredible year uh, for a team and for a metropolitan area that had been through so much. Right, it, it, it did. It, ca- it capped off a great, uh, great season for those guys and, and no better deserving uh, uh, group than, than the folks there in Laplace, absolutely. And it was a great football game. And if you could have written a script, I think Wayne Stein wrote the script and he kind of stuck to it perfectly well they did a great job the second game catholic high just didn't make any mistakes they didn't have penalties they had no turnovers they took advantage of a jesuit mistake actually jesuit made a couple of mistakes that proved to be costly in a 14 10 victory for the bears bears earned it Uh, they played good defense they took advantage of opportunities and then when it mattered most they just did not give up the football for the final nine minutes and two seconds of that contest Right, that that last drive, Kenny, that we witnessed was was textbook for Catholic. I mean, they took it and just uh, just ran out the clock on Jesuit, and uh, it was dominated up front by the Catholic offensive line. All right, so we turn the page to this weekend, the Division Two state championship, separate from others, which I can't stand, and going up <laughs> against others, which I can't stand, but that's another story. Friday right. night at. Cajun Field in Lafayette, the number one seed, undefeated E.D. White Catholic against the number two seed, University High. E.D. White with a terrific defense, E.D. High with a terrific offense. Something's got to give here. I I, I couldn't have said it better. Something's got to give. I mean, uh, I think that's going to be really exciting. And, um, you know, uh, you, you know, U High has, has, has kind of been there before E.D. White. It's the first time they've been back in a, in a while, and uh, it's it's it would be great for the Lafouche community, of course, after all the uh, issues with the storm and everything, to see them get uh, that that trophy brought back home to them. But I I would have to pick U High in this one. I think offensively, they're just going to be too much for the Cardinals. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm I think U High is just a complete team. They don't have any perceivable weakness. At all, and I just see them being able to win. The Caesar Superdome will host six state championship games this coming weekend. It all starts with the Division Four title game Friday at noon. The number one seed, Washita Christian, back again. The number two seed, Southern Lab. Southern Lab's been really impressive in the playoffs, uh, just handling opponents with ease. Their defense has only given up six points. Washita Christian, though, has been there, done that, and beat the defending champion and maybe the best team in Calvary Baptist in the previous round. This should be a really good game. Southern Lab's very athletic. Washington Christian's very experienced and took down Calvary Baptist. I, it, I think this is going to be one of the better games. Honestly, I think in the Dome all weekend, I think it's going to be outstanding. And again, this is another one that something's going to have to give here because I was looking at Southern Lab statistics and 
I mean, Kenny, they just don't give anything up. So it, this is going to be real interesting, you know, when they they say defense wins championships. This, could this be Southern Labs' uh, uh, deal uh, this weekend? Uh, but if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the experience of a Washington Christian. Yeah, I feel exactly the same as you. I think it's going to be a really good game. Southern Lab, the Kittens could win, but it's hard to right. pick against Washtenaw Christian and Stephen Fitzhugh and his program. The Eagles have been there, done that on many occasions. The 330 game is the 2A state championship game. It's one that you're very familiar with because right. it's the number six seed A meet taking on the number one seed Manny. We've seen this before last year on CrescentCitySports.com, a terrific game uh, in the quarters that you did. Uh, with Ken Berthelot, and you just did Amy's right. win over Jonesboro Hodge this past week. Manny, the defending champion, they escaped a Voyles 40-38 to in a rematch game. Can Amy win this football game? I think so. I, I, I think they are so athletically uh, loaded on defense that I think they're going to be able to match up with Manny's uh, offensive line, and uh, I think the Warriors are going to get this one done. So I... I I, I just think there's going to be too much firepower from Amy this time around. So I'm going to have to go with the Warriors from Amy. Well, you and I are on the same page so far on everything. I like Amy too. I picked them to win this thing before the playoffs started, and they've made me look pretty good. They've also got their revenge factor because that was a great game last year that you did. And oh, Manny scored tremendous. late uh, to win the game. as a clutch performance by Manny on the road. And they're very big. Manny has the size of a 4A, 5A school, as you saw. Oh, yes, but, yes, they do. They, so, they have but, a huge, huge size. But Amit is very athletic. So we'll see. I like Zeph Powell's team to emerge victorious. Then the nightcap, uh, first of all, at 6 p.m., I should tell everybody, we'll have our final countdown to the original show. We'll have 12 people contributing from 6 p.m. until whatever time that final game starts on Friday night. And then we'll have the play-by-play call of the game between the number three seed, Warren Easton, and the number five seed, Westgate. And that will be a fun one to call. Bryce Brown will join me on the call, along with Willie Brooks. Uh, again, deep ties with those guys. And to have Bryce Brown in the booth, that's a weird place for him. He's not used to that. <laughs> but he's, he's looking forward to it, though. All right, so I did the Carr-Westgate game last week. Westgate is fast. They're big. Uh, they went into a place that nobody wins at Berman. And they won. Warren right. Easton is playing lights out uh, in the playoffs. They went to Neville and demolished a big-time program. I-, I see this as being a great football game after watching Westgate last week play with no fear. Their quarterback, Doucette, is so fast. And they got size and speed everywhere. But Warren Easton is just playing lights out. Warren Easton is averaging 58.5 points in the playoffs and allowing nine points per game in the playoffs. And when you go to Neville and win 45-17, that gets my attention. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to break through and do it for the first time since 1942. Uh, the Tigers have at Westgate have never won one, so something's got to give. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I, I just think, you know, right now it seems as Warren Easton is a finely tuned machine. I mean, they're hitting on every cylinder. And, you know, it seems like they're they've peaked perfectly at the right time, and and you're right. It's it's going to be weird for Bryce to be sitting up there with you, but this should be a great football game. I think he'll enjoy calling it with you. But I'm going to have to go with the Warren Easton Eagles on this one. I agree. And then we go to Saturday, and Saturday morning, Ed Daniels and I will have our three tailgaters show 
live from the Superdome at 10 a.m. And immediately following that, the first game up on Saturday is the 1A championship game, the number one seed Logansport taking on the number two seed Homer. Both have been overwhelmingly impressive in the playoffs. I mean, you look at the scores for Homer, 46-6, to 40-6, 40 to nothing. That's what I call dominance. Logansport, though, they beat Arcadia 50 to nothing, beat Basile 44-14. Then they beat the defending champ in a showdown in what many thought was the two best teams when they knocked out Oak Grove 22-14. Homer's a great story. Not accustomed to seeing the Pelicans here. They're here now. But I've got to like Logansport after they knocked out Oak Grove. I think after beating a, a, a team that's, that's always – uh, around the finals is Oak Grove. I think that's a signature win for Wilkinsport. So I think Wilkinsport uh, is 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 the team that is going to be hard to beat in this one. Homer, you know, Homer. Just looking at their statistics and their scores and everything all year long, they they've scored the points they need to score. They beat a Haynesville team twice, which is a huge rivalry for them. So you know that's a good football team. But I'd have to go with Wilkinsport. Then we have the second game scheduled for three thirty. And this is a couple of North Louisiana teams that have been there, done that. The number one, Sterlington, against the number seven, Union Parish. Of course, the Farmers were in the title game a year ago and got walloped, but they're back now with a, on a mission with something to prove after what happened to them in the title game with Madison Prep last year. Sterlington, on the other hand, they knocked out Madison Prep in the quarterfinals. I thought that was it. I thought that was the two best teams. And they beat him in overtime, 40-34. to 34. Then they walloped Church Point last week. So even though Union Parish is very good, I like Sterlington. I thought Madison Prep uh, was the next best team, if not the best team, and they knocked them out. So I'm going with the Sterlington Panthers. I'm right there with you, but we're, we're hitting on all cylinders tonight, Kenny. I agree. I think that, you know, to beat uh, Madison Prep the way they did like that in, in, in such a in such a big game, I think that's that's – uh, going to be hard to um, for, for a team to uh, uh, you know not beat. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, um, them also. I think they're a really good football team. I think it's going to be a good football game, but I'm, I'm right there with you. That takes us to the finale of the Prep Classic, which is the 5A state championship game, which we'll have live on CrescentCitySports.com. Saturday night, it's scheduled for seven. It won't start then, but whenever it starts, we'll have it. And that's the number one seed, Zachary, against the number three seed, Ponchatoula. And joining me on the call will be North Shore head coach Bobby Sanders, along with Willie Brooks. And we look forward to that one. This is a really intriguing matchup. Zachary has won three state titles since 2015 under David Brewerton. And they just, you know, whipped a good Destrehan, undefeated Destrehan team in the semis after they survived a real scare from both East Ascension and West Monroe. Meanwhile, Ponchatoula uh, really has been impressive. Uh, they got over the hump against a really tough team to beat, Acadiana, and beat them 43-36 at home. They had lost three times to Acadiana under Hank Tierney in the playoffs, but not this time. Ponchatoula's got an arsenal on offense, They've got a much better defense this year than they've had in recent years. Uh, the 36 points by Acadiana notwithstanding. Keep in mind, Acadiana did recover an onside kick, set up a score, and they play differently. They're just hard to play against right. when you, when you right. don't see that offense. But this was a gut-check win for 
Pochettino because they were down two scores against Acadiana. They came back and, and took over the game and won it. Uh, I, I really think they've got a good chance in this game. Zachary is so potent on offense with Holstein and their receivers, and they've been there and they've done that. Ponchatoula has not been there and done that, but there's the X factor. Hank Tierney has been there and done that, and everybody knows that this is likely his swan song. So I think there's an extra measure of motivation in this one for not just the coach but the players. I'm I'm torn on this game. I really am. Uh, Uh, I I can see how, but I'm going to say this. Hank Tierney hasn't forgotten how to prepare a team for a state final game, like you said. Okay, He's been there, done that. Um, I, 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 we know Zachary is offensively is, is, is a juggernaut. We know that, but so is Ponchatoula. I think the other X factor here is Ponchatoula's defense. I think they've played well enough on defense all year long. I think they get the job done in this one. I'm putting my money on Hank Tierney to win a state championship. Another one. I mean, it's almost impossible for me to pick against Zachary with the success they've had in the job Coach Brewerton has done, but I'm going to go with you on that too. Uh, I'm going to go with the Green Wave to get over the hump against Acadiana and do it by coming back from two scores down. Uh, Tells me about the character of that football team. And everybody will talk about what Ponchatoula has, which includes, you know, a solid high school quarterback in Nolan Tribble, who's had a good year for them. it includes a good offensive line that's done the job. It includes probably the best wide receiving core, uh, if not in the state, certainly in the area, but maybe even in the state. When you're talking about a highly recruited player, Demontrell Osby, Amorian Walker, Notre Dame commit, Cody Finley at 6'5", T.J. Finley's brother. Right. And then they put Jacoby Matthews on offense at wide receiver when they do that. He's as elite an athlete as there is. Think about that receiving core. And then well, you got tri- the, triple throwing to him. And then, you, I know the you're going to steal my thunder. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Steal my the thunder. Go back. right ahead. The running back, who is a tank and with speed. <laughs> Braden Johnson has Correct. had a phenomenal season. 207 yep. rushes, 1,806 yards, 24 touchdowns. He's yep. caught seven passes for 75 yards, and he's even thrown for a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, when they put him in at linebacker, he's got eight sacks, and he's returned an interception for a touchdown. So he'll put him on defense to help his defense, but he also has Jacoby Matthews playing defense full-time. And talking to Hank before the season and during the season, he said, I decided to go back to my roots, and that is put your best players on your team at quarterback, and on defense, at quarterback and on defense. And he said, we did that. We took Jacoby off the offense, put him on defense. We played Braden a little bit on defense, and it's made our defense better. They lost a big defensive tackle early this season. It was 290, and he was really good. But other than that, things have gone swimmingly because even though they gave up the 36 to Acadiana on the year, I mean, they're not giving up many points. They're only allowing 10 points a game. So that's the reason, that tells right, you that's about the reason why I'm going with those guys. And I've got a little emotional attachment. Right? So they yeah. always say never bet your money with emotion, but I, right. I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a history of doing that. So, you know, look, I, I, it's hard. Look, I know David Brewerton is, is one of the best football coaches in the state of Louisiana. Hank Tierney 
is probably the best coach in the state of Louisiana right now. So, you know, uh, that's 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 the way I look at it. And I'd love to see Hank win his uh, his um, next uh, state championship, like you said, which could possibly be the swan song. Yeah, I will be fair and objective on the broadcast, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I was pulling for Hank. I am pulling for him. I'd love to see him do it uh, because it will be his last game as a head coach, I feel certain of. So there's the rundown on the state championship games this weekend. Surely look forward to it. I don't look forward to instant replay, and I don't look forward to spot <laughs> to spot fouls, okay? Oh, oh my goodness, yes. Uh, don't, don't, yeah, absolutely. I think you and I talked about that at nauseum uh, this past weekend. So. You got it, buddy. Wade yeah. Kaiser, thank you. Uh, great having you with us. Great having you on our webcast all season long at CrescentCitySports.com. Hey, Merry Christmas been, to you and yours. It's been a pleasure. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And you guys have a great call this weekend. All right, Wade, thank you. That's Wade Kaiser okay. of CrescentCitySports.com. 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll take a timeout. Still to come, we'll get into the Pelicans and more as we continue with this show all access for a Wednesday night here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever, even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's Macy's One Day Sale tomorrow with deals of the day for everyone on your gift list. Like 60 to 70% off coats for him and her. The perfect winter boots, booties, and more. 40 to 50% off. And snuggle up with festive comforter sets, just $19.99. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. See Macy's.com slash Macy's money for details. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllstateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. When you needed your mom, she was always there with the Vicks VapoRub. Its soothing scent calmed you back then, and it still does today. Awaken those childhood memories with the care and comfort of Vicks VapoRub. Trusted for generations. There's so much hype promoted during the Christmas season nowadays that we forget to focus on the true meaning of giving. Not how expensive the gift is, but how much it will touch her heart. Fisher & Sons Jewelers have served our community for over 40 years. And we are dedicated to sharing the art of giving to you and your loved one. Our family wishes you a very Merry Christmas. Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace in Metairie. This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. 
This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Graham Marnier. Enjoy dancing and Latin tunes at the Three Keys at the Ace Hotel this Friday night with La Noche Caliente and free admission. Or don't miss the amazing Acrocats, now through December 20th at the Always Lounge with cats playing seasonal songs. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched WhereYat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of WhereYat magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Where can I get an ice cold beer and a view of the hottest girls in town? Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Dalman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are back in action tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Coming up in a few minutes at Smoothie King Center. Pelicans are 15th and dead last in the Western Conference at 7-19. and 19. They're behind... Some bad teams in San Antonio, Houston, and Oklahoma City. I mean, they played a little better of late, but not good enough. And at 7-19, and 19, when you look at where they're at, the 10 spot is where you need to be to have any chance to be in the play-in. Right now, they're four and a half behind Portland in that spot. Portland, of course, now going to be without C.J. McCollum for a while. But you still got Sacramento ahead of you along with the Spurs, Rockets, and Thunder. Denver's not played anywhere near as well as they were anticipated to play with the reigning player of the year, most valuable player, Nikola Jokic, at 11-12. and 12. Coming in, maybe it's an opportunity. We'll see. Pelicans did recall all three players from the G League that they just sent there a couple of days ago. And Trey Murphy, and Jackson Hayes, and an Alvarado. They're all coming back recalled for this game, so they fill out the bench for whatever that's worth. So those guys are back, the Pelicans in action tonight, trying to find some sort of identity on a regular basis and continuing to sit and wait for Zion Williamson to play whenever that's going to be. Are we going to even see him before the end of 2021? You kind of have to start wondering about right now, given the protracted amount of time that he has missed. It's almost gotten to the point where you forget about him because you're accustomed to not having him and not seeing him. And that, my friends, is extremely troubling, frustrating, disappointing. It's 504-260-1061. One more segment to go as we continue with all access for a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, 
West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes, Dave Mead Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hate checking your mailbox because you owe money to the IRS? Stop pretending it'll magically go away. The IRS can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home or business. Scary stuff. Thankfully, there's a new way to get right with the IRS. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, an IRS program created specifically to help taxpayers struggling due to the pandemic. This powerful program provides new, more flexible options that can make resolving your tax problems easier. If you qualify, it could save you money. No Nobody knows this program like America's number one tax relief firm, Optima Tax Relief. Optima will stand between you and the IRS, fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. At PetSmart, we are hiring for the holidays. But we can't hire cats as cashiers. Wait, how much? Or hire dogs to stock shelves. PetSmart is hiring people who'll do anything for pets and giving them competitive pay, flexible hours, medical benefits, and 50% off select PetSmart merchandise. Sorry, still not hiring dogs. Apply for full and part-time positions at careers.petsmart.com. PetSmart is an equal opportunity employer. Everyone who knows me knows I love holiday shopping. I mean, with the deals at Kohl's, how could I not? I got 40% off Cuddle Dead's throws for movie marathons, 40% off outerwear, and got an Amazon Echo Show 8 so the kids can bake with Grandma. The best part? I saved an extra 25%, and because I spent over $50, I got an extra $10 off. What can I say? Tis the season for great savings. Select styles. Offers end December 8th. Some exclusions apply. Amazon coupons do not apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies or gray, it's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. COVID, Delta, Ida. Our hospitals have had a tough year, but there's something you can do to help them. Visit thebloodcenter.org and schedule a life-saving appointment today. Your blood donation can save up to three lives. And with blood supplies nationally at an all-time low, you'll know that your donation will go to helping someone locally. Visit thebloodcenter.org today and save a life tomorrow. The Blood Center, this is how life flows. Here's an unexpected holiday surprise. A last-minute sale on all earrings at Diamonds Direct. This weekend, 25% off. That's right. All earrings. An incredible 25% off. Diamond studs, diamond hoops, colored gemstone earrings, designer earrings. All earrings included. Who wouldn't love a nice pair of diamond stud earrings for Christmas? Make it happen this weekend and save an unprecedented 25%. Best prices of 2021. Special financing available, too. Friday through Sunday only. And only at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon 
at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. One of the really good jockeys in Louisiana history is going to retire this weekend, Robbie Alvarado, the Lafayette native who was such a staple at fairgrounds for many years, has announced he will retire from the saddle this weekend. Alvarado, 48 years of age. He plans on becoming a jockey agent agent 